This is Dear Hallmark. Each week, I'll bring you reviews of your favorite Hallmark movies and TV shows. So grab a drink and let's see what we're getting into with this episode. Welcome, friends, to a new episode of Dear Hallmark. My name is Dara, and on this podcast, we talk about all of our favorite made-for-TV movie networks, specifically Hallmark Channel, Great American Family, and Up TV. As I said, my name is Dara, and I'm a sap. I'm a, I'm a cheese lover in the sense that I love cheesy movies, which is why Dear Hallmark was created. So we are talking, of, well, first... I want to welcome you into the home of Dear Hallmark. And second, I just want to tell you, have a drink, you know, get the vacuuming done. Hopefully what you're prepping for what you're cooking will take you a while because I I have a feeling this is going to be a longer than normal episode because we have so much to talk about. And I'm appreciating doing these weekly and combining the reviews because I feel like it creates more substance for the podcast and I hope you guys are enjoying them so let's get into some news because right after I recorded the podcast for last week Hallmark said now we're just gonna talk about everything because we wanted to wait until Dara after Dara published the podcast so I said great (laughs) so they had TCAs last week and there was a lot of stuff announced for Hallmark. Um, there was an announcement that there would be new mystery series, but not not yet confirmation of the revival of the tried and true series, a la Mystery 101, uh, Martha's Vineyard, Crossword Mysteries, Mac, well, Matchmaker's Dead because of, you know, no pun intended, Danica moved to Great American Family. Um, so even with Great American, with, um, oh yeah, with Danica moving to Great American Family, Candace now have moving to Great American Family, they, there's definitely no more Aurora or Matchmaker Mysteries for Hallmark Movies and Mysteries, although they still do marathons of Aurora, which I find interesting. And then there was an article that came out through People Magazine where Lacey, touched on ever so briefly about crossword mysteries saying much like jesse and much like christopher palaha and jill wagner she would love to continue the series she loved where the characters like where the characters were left with them starting their romance and she would love to keep doing it but again the powers that be you know there's still there's still a bunch of question question marks in the cereal bowl up there So the biggest news, though, which I it took me for a loop, it snatched it blew my wig right off. My edges are gone. Hallmark is changing its parent company name. I should say Hallmark Channel. For those of you who didn't know, Hallmark Channel on the business side of things was actually called Crown Media LLC or Crown Media Productions. Which is, of course, homage to, in homage to their logo. The Hallmark logo is the golden crown. I thought that was brilliant. I loved it. But now, 
they are changing their name to Hallmark Media. They're saying in the press release, they're saying they want it to be more consistent with the Hallmark card brand and that there's Hallmark cards, there's Hallmark mahogany, there's Hallmark, um, there's a line of, of culture cards for the Hispanic and Latin culture, same with the Jewish culture. I don't like this. <laughs> I don't like it. I don't like the way that it tastes because it's weird coming after the announcement a couple of weeks ago that we got from Great American Family, formerly known as GAC, of them changing their name to Great American Family. It just feels weird. Now, of course, this could have been happening already. I'm not in the boardroom. I don't have stake in the company. I don't know. I don't I don't have connections. I don't have sources. How and so ever, it just feels wrong. It just feels wrong. It feels it just feels wrong. I'm sorry. Forget this is I just why? I feel like the Crown Media name held such prestige within this genre of both television and movie that to just I feel like Hallmark Media is 2% milk. I feel like Hallmark Media is store brand. I I, I feel like we went from Restoration Hardware or Pottery Barn to like Walmart patio furniture. Like I, I, I do you feel what I'm saying? I don't like the name. And it's just awkward when they announced the name change. Because, oh gosh. Alright, this is a space where I can just be honest. Earlier this year when they were doing contracts, it just seems very reactionary. Do you know what I mean? GA, Great American Family, they were signing people like Oval Rett and Baca, right? signing people day and night and all of a sudden now hallmark saying oh we got contracts too you notice ain't you ain't hear a peep from a contract since the spring was popping with contracts and now mum's the word and now GAC changed their name and now Hallmark. It just seems very reactionary. It seems very like volleyball game, tennis game, hashtag game set love. Like, <sighs> all right, I'm off my soapbox. I'm about to get on another one though. Because you guys, <laughs> Hallmark Mahogany had a premiere. They did the most beautiful, like, Hollywood premiere for Unthinkably Good Things that is premiering on all, all three channels. Hallmark Drama, Hallmark Channel, and Hallmark Movies and Mysteries, August 28th in the year of our Lord, 20 and 22, at 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. And Hallmark Movie, the Instagram page for Hallmark Movies and Mysteries, they went live from this beautiful, rich, turquoise velvet carpet. And it was magnificent. Oh my gosh, it was beautiful. And what warmed my heart like a cup of hot chocolate the most was seeing the usual suspects there supporting. Ryan Pavey was in the building. Tyler Hines, Rachel Boston, Brooke Dorsey, Aaron Cahill, Andrew Walker, and his wife Cassandra. Nikki Deloach, Autumn Reeser. 
Forgive me if I'm missing anyone else. Those are the ones that I remember seeing. Oh, it was, it warmed my heart to smithereens to see that support. I'm so grateful. Oh, Neil Bledsoe? Hello? <sighs> I'm only going to say this once because I normally don't talk about this or mention this, but with what Hallmark Mahogany is bringing with it and what it's stirring up in the comments on Instagram, I want to say something. But I pray that I don't have to say anything again on this podcast. I've seen many comments on Instagram that talked about, you know, the the age old, definitely not interested, not interested. I'm sick to death of these commercials. I don't want to watch it. Why are you forcing this down our throat? Hallmark and its wokeness, blah, 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 blah. So the first thing I want to say is let's not bring political jargon into the Hallmark universe. Just because there is a movie with black leads does not mean that Hallmark is trying to do something about social issues. <laughs> like, can and I'm speaking specifically to a comment that I saw on Instagram. And it's funny because I didn't hear this. I didn't I didn't feel I didn't see this same energy for the wedding veil. When they had social media posts, commercials out the yin yang. And you don't you don't see any of this. And it's funny. Imagine for a second if I were to put not interested on every movie that had a white lead I'm going to just leave it at that I'm going to just leave it at that I want the Hallmark fan community to understand that this is a space for everybody ethnically I know you're used to seeing certain faces on the screen, but there are more than those faces that exist in the world. And I am super proud that Hallmark is um, it's about that life. I knew something was, I knew there was some Laurie seasoning salt in the water when I saw that Hallmark had a caption for their fall into love that said cuffing season and used the word bay. I said, we aren't in Kansas anymore. Toto. <sighs> okay. <laughs> I'm sorry. I just needed to get that off of my chest. Um, I won't speak about it again. I prayerfully. I ho- I prayerfully hope the more mahogany begins producing these films because they have another one coming out in September already. Actually, allow me to tell you what Hallmark Mahogany is because I actually, there are some people who don't know or didn't know that Hallmark Mahogany existed and they may think this is a new thing. Hallmark Mahogany has over a 30 year history of providing cards and gifts uh, dedicated and geared towards celebrating black culture. As I mentioned earlier, they also have specific card lines for the Hispanic Latin culture, the Jewish culture. I'm sure they have um, card lines for specific 
uh, Asian cultures. I don't want to just put you guys all in one bucket, but I also don't want to misquote and say a culture that may not be represented by Hallmark. So I don't, I don't want to put my mouth to that. So what I'm, what I want to start off by saying is that Hallmark Mahogany is not new. What they are new to is film. Which is why this is such a big deal. Some people are wondering, well, why didn't they do a premiere for all the other movies? It's because this is this is a big deal that a line of Hallmark cards is now being translated into films. I just hope they don't stop at Mahogany. I hope we get to see what their hispanic latin card line them being able to produce films and so on and so forth i mean we gotta start somewhere though yeah but also on the same token i hope that we begin to see mahogany and the line that's dedicated to hispanic and latin cultures and asian cultures all of that all of the all of the jolly ranchers i hope we get to see all the jolly ranchers on Hallmark Channel and Hallmark Movies and Mysteries. But I do think it's going to take some time. Because it's almost like it's a new network. With the way that this new leadership has been treating the the channels. It feels like it's just a completely... It's almost as if they're launching a new network. So, there's that. Yikes, I talked way longer. I already told y'all this was going to be a long episode. but So, here we go. Other mahogany news, they are launching an e-commerce website. And so I'm wondering, does that mean, are they going to have merch too? Because I would love to have some Hallmark Mahogany merch. Just saying. Okay, let's uh, let's skip on over to our cousins at UpTV for a second. Because UpTV has officially entered the chat. Um... They have this movie called Love Game Match. Yes, it's called Love Game Match. It premiered last Sunday. And Hallmark's tennis movie is called Game Set Love that's premiering this Saturday. You guys, I watched Love Game Match and my stomach hurts. It was painful. I couldn't even finish it. I'm going to finish it because I feel like I want to see it through to see if there's any hope, any slither of redemption. But this is by far the most painful, bitter tasting movie my eyes have ever beheld on this side of heaven. Outside of that Lifetime Christmas movie about the prince that I told y'all about. Oh gosh. Please do yourself a favor and social distance from this movie. Wear a mask. Don't even watch this movie. Don't You don't got to worry about antibacterializing nothing. You ain't got to sanitize nothing. Just don't go near it. Just don't go near it. You are wasting your time. And this is sad after coming off of the attraction test, which was by far, in my opinion, Up TV's best movie of the year best movie of the year which i'm going to do a up tv movie ranking too i want to do it before they start showing their christmas movies full time so that you guys have a chance to catch some of the ones that you may have missed early on (sighs) and in other up tv copycat news so we just had big sky river right on hallmark movies and mysteries bombastic of a movie five crowns well up tv said uh uh-huh 
we can do that too. So now they have a movie called Finding Love in Big Sky, Montana. Sir, we've called your name several times and you have shown up absent and now all of a sudden you want to be present and we're not even taking attendance. Up TV. Up TV. Why go on? They're still cute though. I still like their movies though. There's still something so cute and charming and like arts and craftsy about it. I can't explain it. It's just like, you know, it's, they just have a certain je ne sais quoi that just, I, 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 like, I like them. But I, I need them to stop playing because people are watching. I'm sorry if there's some bite. I'm still feeling it from the Hallmark Mahogany segment. So <laughs> I apologize. But y'all know I love these networks. Like, I care about these networks and I want to see these networks grow and do better. UpTV has this one new movie called Love, Bubbles, and Crystal Cove. And I just think it's the cutest thing. It has like a pink and purple theme. And I'm like, oh my gosh. I'm a little bit nervous though because that might be a dud. I'm talking a milk dud. I'm talking Jujubees from the movie theater dud. But in any event, I'm going to take some water and just like take a beat so I can calm down and reset and recalibrate and get back to homeostasis so we can get into the two movies that Hallmark Channel and Hallmark Movies and Mysteries gave us over the weekend which are Romance and Style we're going to talk about that one first and then we're going to get into our journey ahead so stay tuned When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome back, my friends. <laughs> I've cooled down, I promise. So let's talk about romance and style, okay? It stars J.C. Elliott and Benjamin Hollingsworth, and it's about a young woman who is an aspiring fashion designer that is currently a sewer working freelance, and she has this opportunity to... Moonlight is a consultant for the Prince of Publishing, uh, who's inherited, like he's inheriting his father's publishing business. And this specific magazine is the Big Kahuna, and he wants to do some major changes and make it digital because that's where the dollars are. <clears throat> but he knows Jack Dilly squat about fashion, and so through um a number of run-ins with this young woman named ella he finds her incredibly intriguing and wants to hire her because she is she's not a yes person she's like i don't care who your mom is your dad is listen this is what it is (laughs) and um excuse me excuse me and uh you know romance ensues and so on and so forth here's the thing so this is five crowns let me just say that on the offset Five crown movie. Okay. 
Benjamin Hollingsworth and J.C. Elliott went into the laboratory that is Hallmark. They didn't knock over a few beakers. They purposefully mixed in chemicals that were explosive because what I saw on my screen blew me away. Okay. The, flirt the flirtation that the homie just was laying on her is thick like a, like a dang chunky peanut butter sandwich. I'm like, bro, can I have some milk? Can I, have, can I come up for air? Like, what? <laughs> I ain't never seen a Hallmark man be as such a pursuer. Like, and he was smooth with it too, like. <laughs> I'm like, this is not the same Benjamin Hollingsworth from Splash and Love. These are two different people. What in the world? <laughs> right? Don't you remember him from Splash of Love? Like, who is he? He ain't him. The whales, the whales, they, when they jumped up out of the water and then came back down, the water damaged the chemistry. That's what happened. The water damaged the electricity that we were supposed to get. Therefore, we got none. It was a sh it, we short circuited, and I think he made up for it in this one. Oh my gosh, Miss J C Elliott, ma'am, thank you. Can we, do you did you like your experience? Would you want to be in a Christmas movie? Can you please? Because you brought it, ma'am. Sign still delivered. We got it. Oh, we got it. Oh my gosh. Between the banter. And I love, you could tell, like she played it perfectly. That I don't like you, but now I do, but I don't want to, but dang it. Ugh, why are you making me like you? Ugh. I loved it. Ah! Oh. And it's funny because Benjamin, I wonder if someone else played the character that he did. He really could have come off as like an obnoxious jerk. But he wasn't. I, I never saw him as that. And I'm grateful for the way that he played Derek. I really am. I am. Her, Ella's confidence and her honesty, although I think it was misplaced, it sounds like, all right, we get it. You honest. Like, write it in. But it was inspirational and aspirational. And I enjoyed it. Now, here's the thing. I've had some time to chew on it, nurse it, swallow it, let it digest, and, you know, do what it needs to do. And I feel like... I appreciate that Hallmark wanted to do a storyline promoting body positivity. But instead of making it a thing, just start having leads that look like that. Like It's so funny that a network that originally had, you know, women of a certain specific body type normally made a movie about this so what is it what is it going to look like now are we going to start seeing more leads like like jc 
without the plot line having to be plus-sized focus. And this is this gives broader commentary to the fashion industry in general. I just hate the word plus-size. Like, plus-size based off of what? Because when I saw her in that dress at the end, I was like, plus-size where? That dress was tight and right on her. And I did a reaction. I put up a video on Instagram, and I think it uh, linked to Facebook as well, where I recorded myself watching the last seven minutes of the movie. And I'm just thinking, like, I hate that. Again, this is not to Hallmark. This is to the broader fashion industry in general. The fact that there's even a thing called plus size. Who are you? What you mean plus size? You might you better call it average. <laughs> because... That's what, like, what? Speaking of which, a lot of the things that JC's character, Ella, it felt very, like, you can tell when she was trying to teach Derek about fashion, it came off very statistical. And, like, I could tell, okay, this is where they're putting in the commentary about plus-size fashion, blah, blah, blah. It didn't feel natural to her character sometimes in some moments it did but when she was in her teacher moment specifically about plus size fashion where this average size woman is 16 and most it's just like okay like we can tell like you you know what i'm saying like it just seemed very census very uh uh statistical and i wanted to see more of derek outside of the office because to give him even more of this endearing quality, the writers had his character build a youth center and teach and coach kids basketball. But I wish we saw him more outside of the office. Um, even though I know the plot was him was centered around him revitalizing the digital as or like creating the digital aspect of the magazine. I get it, but excuse me, I just wish we could have saw more of his character outside of the office. And the one thing that did feel kind of like, quick, let's put some wallpaper over top of this, was the Cinderella metaphors at the end. I was like, no, no, we don't need that. This movie would, this movie could have survived without the Cinderella um, saran wrap that was put on it at the end. We didn't need it. We didn't need it at all. And I could tell what they were trying to do with her name being Ella. And they kept calling him the Prince of Publishing. I get it. But we didn't need it. Now hear me. This is a five crown movie. This doesn't negate and it doesn't thwart that this is a five crown movie. This movie gave me Devil Wears Prada energy. And I loved it because Devil Wears Prada is, my, is one of my favorite movies of life. And I appreciated that that aspect. I wish they would have leaned more into that and try to do in this Cinderella stuff. Because your Cinderella movie from last year, Fit for a Prince, was the fit wasn't fitting right. It was it was too much, too much. But in any event, there were no autumn fields to be had yet again in this movie. What's going on? Why is this called Fall into Love? You know what's hilarious? I want to see if I can find it. I have a clipping 
of the is it entertainment tonight article when um fall into love was first announced let this bake your noodle as part of quote fall into love end quote Hallmark will roll out new feel-good summer romances starring Rachel Boston, Grey's Anatomy's J.C. Elliott, Paul Campbell, Benjamin Hollingsworth, and Lizzie McGuire's Davida Williams. So for Fall Into Love, they're rolling out new feel-good summer romances. I should have seen it coming when I read it, but I forgot it. And then I was going through my photos and I saw that I still had the clipping. And I'm like, this is why we ain't getting... Now they told us they weren't going to give us these autumn movies. They told us they were giving us no autumn movies in Fall Into Love. And they have the audacity to still <laughs> promote it like they're fall movies. And give us this fall checklist to do on social media. Throw the fall checklist away. Take Fall Into Love off. Let this be Summer Nights Round 2. And then save Fall Into Love for mid to end of September into October. Because you're, at this point, you're playing with my heartstrings. As someone who has particular stake in the seasonal fair that Hallmark brings us, it hurts my heartstrings when you promise me autumn. Especially because that's my favorite season. Autumn and winter are my favorite seasons. It's my favorite season and you're promising me, my favorite, you're promising me the feels of my favorite season and I'm getting none. I'm getting none. It's like, oh, these are Old Bay fries, but they're regular. Imagine you ordered Old Bay fries because you wanted that seasoning. And it, they give you regular. It's not the same. Like, yeah, the fries are good, but I wanted Old Bay. Yeah, these movies are great, but I want autumn movies. <laughs> Am I whining? Let me stop. Okay. Let me get back into romance and stop. Well, no, that was a part of romance and style. Ouch. So, the biggest thing about romance and style is style. When I tell you, though, I, I, I was done. I thought the wardrobe from Love and the Limelight was bomb, which it is. But when I tell you, they said, hold my proverbial apple cider that's actually apple juice because there's no autumn feels and i'm gonna see what i'm gonna I'm give you some wardrobe miss keita keita alfred was the costume designer for romance and style sis you get the emmy you get the oscar and you get a grammy you get a kids choice award you get an mtv movie award you get a billboard music award you get a sag award you get a golden globe we're good we, we will probably give you a BET award. You'll get a VH1 award. I don't even think they have awards. You're going to get a country music award. You're going to get a K-Love fan choice award. You're going to get a Dove award. A stellar. You're going to get a Latin Grammy award for the wardrobe that has transpired throughout this movie. When I tell you, the way the... the I loved it because... Oh, gosh. Okay. I Okay. Because hear me. Sometimes people don't know what to do with people who got curves and extra meat on the bones. And it's like, we don't got to wear these big old Oxford shirts looking all Humpty Dumpty 
fell and hit his brow. Like, I love that they dressed her nicely with pattern. They weren't scared to use pattern on the girl. On the woman, let me correct myself. Every outfit that JC wore was spectacular. From the color blocking to the texture to the length, there was one outfit she wore where the, the pants were like blue and then her shirt, it was tucked in in the front and then long in the back. I said, bring it because that's definitely something that I would wear. I found it interesting that a lot of her pants at times cut off at the ankle, but I was here for it. Her wardrobe choices were spectacular. And the creme de la creme was her, I can't even call it a cocktail dress because everyone else was in cocktail attire. She said, oh no, this is a gal. She came in like the blue jewel that she was with that gown. And I said, get it, sis. <laughs> I said, get it, sis. It's, this is your world and I'm, we're just living in it, okay? Gosh, it's your world and we're just living in it. My goodness. Even the supporting character's wardrobe was on point. The, the the Wicked Witch of the West, Liza, who worked for Claudette, who was Devil Wears Prada. Her powder blue pencil skirt, something or other suits in her lime green, something. I'm getting riled up again. I gotta calm down. I have to calm down. And then they want to put the dot on the exclamation point and have a Lizzo song at the end. We got to go to commercial. We don't even have any more commercials. We just got to take a micro break. <laughs> Y'all, this movie was it. This movie was it. This movie is in my top 10 for Hallmark. I'm telling you this right now. It's in my top 10 Hallmark movies this year. It's in my top 10. Is this thing on? It's... It's in my top 10 Hallmark movies for this year. Okay. 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 All right. Now that you know, and now that we've talked about it, I'm going to take a micro break, control my emotions, and we're going to come back, and we're going to talk about our journey ahead. Stay tuned. Welcome back, my friends. So let's talk about, now I see the title has been changed to The Journey Ahead. It used to be called Our Journey Ahead. So this movie stars Holly Robinson-Pete and Kaylee Bryant, and it premiered this past Sunday on Hallmark Movies and Mysteries. Now just to reiterate, Hallmark Movies and Mysteries, they are not under the Fall Into Love, excuse me, Fall Into Love lineup. They are premiering their movies just as bonus originals. If you are someone who has the Hallmark Movie Checklist app, which I do, they have their movies segmented off into different categories. So the Unthinkably Good Things is under the mahogany category. To Her With Love, the mahogany category, which is the mahogany movie that will be premiering in September. And then the Fallen to Love movies have, you know, they're in that movie. I mean, I'm sorry, they're in that category. And the Hallmark Movies and Mysteries movies that have been premiering over on, that will be premiering all of these Sundays from in August and in September are bonus originals. So this movie follows two characters, Sarah and Madeline. 
Sarah is the friend to the assistant of Madeline, who's an actress. Madeline is a woman of a certain age. Yeah. Over 50, I'm going to presume. And she's still trying to get work as an actress. And she's a, like, she has, the woman has money. Okay, she has jobs. She gives me old Hollywood glamour. Uh, she has a big house. I want to know whose house that was because that was a beautiful house. You can tell we are not in the same tax bracket. This isn't a one a wanting and a wishing like an it was always you where I was like, oh, so what 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 happened here? Like, what do we do for our job? No, you know, she's an actress. She makes money and she lets you know it, too, because she's very stank. She's very snark, not snarky. She's very, she's disrespectful, honestly, to people. She treats people. She has a superiority complex. That's the that's the word I was looking for in my YouTube review that I wasn't able to quite get. See, this is, this is also why I love doing the podcast, because I'm able to breathe a little bit and the words can come to my brain. <laughs> she has very much a superiority complex because of her resume, because of the amount of money that she has. She feels like she's entitled to certain things. And that's another thing. She's very entitled. She's just... Ugh. But again, Holly Robinson played it down. I love the way she played this. And as I said, Kaylee Bryant plays Sarah, who is the friend to her assistant, who was staying over Madeline's house um, for a night because of something. I forget the particulars in that regard. So without, I'm trying to think how, let's just go right in. So we get a, we get a, we get a one-two punch right off the jump. And you can tell this is a Hallmark Movies and Mysteries movie because we get a doctor diagnosis and we get a cheating gentleman caller. I feel like she's, at some point we got to stop calling him boyfriends, right? Like at, at what age do you stop calling him a boyfriend? 30, Kim, a, gent- a, a suitor, a gentleman caller. Her gentleman caller who's in her beach house, hello? His name is Richard. She gets this diagnosis that she has a lump in her breast and they need to do a biopsy. And so she's like, Richard, I need you. She's calling him. She says, I'm going to the beach house. So she goes to the beach house. This fool got two glasses of champagne and is whining and dining. The very actress that that was given the role that, that um, Madeline was passed on. It was the younger actress who took her role. Just turn the knife, why don't you? And now Richard is walking with his tail between us. He's like, oh, no, 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 she means nothing to me. But you were bringing her champagne, sucker. You were kikiing and laughing on her porch. What do you mean she means nothing? She obviously means something. She's worth her being over there. She's worth you pouring champagne for. She's worth your giggles. She's worth the, the, the breath in your respiratory system. I was surprised because I don't, at least in my Hallmark movie tenure, Hallmark movies and mysteries tenure, I have not seen a cheating, um, what's the face? So I was like, <gasps> I was taken aback. She's like, get out my house, get your things and get out. And she wants to leave town immediately. 
And so she needs to go to New York. So her driver can't take her. The bus that she wants can't go. She can't drive herself. So what it boils down to is Sarah's, I'm sorry, her assistant's friend is going to drive her to New York. And she's going to pay her. She's paying for everything. She just needs her to drive her to New York. And she'll pay for her to go to New York back to Montana. This woman got bank, okay? And so that is the premise of our movie. And so throughout this road trip, these two women come face to face with their problems. And I loved it. I enjoyed watching them learn, watching them grow as characters. I think this is one of the the better character development movies that I've seen from Hallmark Movies and Mysteries specifically. Um, It's not just telling a story, but you're really seeing growth. And I, specifically with Madeline's character, her growth comes in her being more grounded. She's not a hot air balloon anymore. (laughs) She's able to treat people with more respect. Um, And there was another thing that we got. It was a one, two, three punch. Because we also found out that she was um, a mother who gave her daughter away from adoption for adoption. And spoiler for anyone who hasn't seen it yet. So I'm sorry. I'm about to spoil this entire movie. Excuse me. But, um, and her daughter is of age now, actually past the age now, where she can meet her. And so the, I don't know if you want to call them agent, associate, the the person who works for the adoption center calls her and says, would you want us to put you guys in touch with with each other? And Madeline quickly, swiftly says, no. And that did something to me. I said, what? I was like, whoa, this is a different movie. I will never stop saying this. I love Holly Robinson Pete in this movie. I didn't... I did watch her and have watched all of the morning show mysteries. And I honestly, they're, they're probably second to the worst of the bunch for me. Next to Matchmaker Mysteries. I just, I just couldn't. And I didn't like morning show mysteries at all. So I was, I was a little bit skeptical going into this movie. But within the, and this is within the first 10 to 15 minutes, you guys, that all of this is happening. She's finding out about her daughter, finding her... Um, after she gave her away, she finds out about her suitor cheating and she gets a doctor's diagnosis all within 10 to 15 minutes. (laughs) So she's just like, I need to get out of here. I need to get out of Dodge, you know? And I'm glad it was one of those, it wasn't one of those road trip movies where, you know, so many things go wrong that they don't know how to find their way back. Because at at first, I, it, it looked like it was going to be. It, it felt like it was set up to be because the car broke down. Then one of the heels of her shoe broke as she was walking. And then she put her, what would look like was supposed to be her Hermes bag, on the top of the railing. And I'm like, oh, she's, her bag's going to drop and her wallet's in there. She threw her cell phone out the window because she didn't want to talk to her gentleman caller anymore. So... I thought for sure this was going to be one of those type of road trip movies, but it wasn't. And I'm grateful that it wasn't. And one of the things that I loved is while they were staying in some less than desirable motels and lot and lodging places 
throughout the movie. They also had a chance. Madeline had a chance to show uh, Sarah kind of the finer things in life once they got to the Midwest because they rode from L.A. They're, they're, they're road tripping from L.A. to New York. So once they got, I believe it was Chicago they were probably in, they stayed in a really, really nice hotel. And um, Madeline kind of took her to the spa, like really like treated her and showed her the finer things. And like, I'm glad that we got to see both sides. I, I would have loved to, for like one more scene of that, where they were in a nice restaurant because we got to see Madeline in some kind of, um, what's the word you want to use? Uh, grassroots restaurants, for lack of better words. So I would have loved just a scene of Sarah, like maybe Madeline, um, um, them going on a shopping trip together in Chicago or something, and her buying Sarah a dress, and them getting dressed up and having a nice dinner, and them kind of having a heart-to-heart at during that dinner. I think that would have been a, a really beautiful scene um, to see... To also see Sarah be vulnerable in that context because we, we've seen Madeline grounded in her, you know, her being in, I don't, I'm trying to choose my words carefully, being in environments that she's not used to being in. I would have loved to see, to have seen more of Sarah's character in an environment that she's not used to being in because she loves nature she loves the outdoors. She doesn't, she's not about the frou-frou. And I would have loved to seen what her character would have looked like in a frou-frou environment. You know, like having Madeline kind of show her how to navigate a frou-frou environment. So that would, that would probably be, so, that, was, that was something that I wanted to see. Um, I also appreciated the commentary that they were giving about older women in the entertainment industry. And the fact that Holly Robinson Pete is an older woman in the entertainment industry, it it begs to be said, is this something that she's going through herself? Like, how much more can she relate to her character? And that she is an older woman in the industry. So I think that this this movie talks about a lot. And I'm super grateful for the messages that are in this movie. Um, I really enjoyed that town that they were able to stay in for a couple of days. I believe, I don't know if they were in Montana or Colorado. I think they were in Colorado because I remember them talking about the altitude, but that Colorado town they were in and Madeline seeing the theater and then that being bookended with her buying the theater. And I guess she's moving there now because she's going to start develop programs for kids who want to get in the film. And she's going to use that theater as a space to show old films. And so I really enjoyed that as the ending. And I liked that romance took a back seat in this. Because at first I was, that was another thing that I was skeptical about. I'm like, this is the channel where love happens and there's, a, there's not going to be any love happening. They gave us a dash of it. If we were to pull on A Dash of Love, that movie with Jen Lilly and Brendan Penny, this movie literally had a dash of love. And I appreciated it. It was a, a nice older looking gentleman who was a blacksmith or a welder. And he's, he saw something that he liked and he pursued it. Okay. And she, and she allowed herself to be caught. Hello. So, I really appreciated that. And I, I would be remiss if I didn't mention the moment between Sarah and her mom. Because that was something that Sarah had to, her character, had to go through and grow through throughout this movie. 
is the relationship with her mother. And I can personally relate to that as someone who used to have a strained relationship with it. Well, not strained, but an awkward, for lack of better words, relationship with her mother. Um, but now us being on the up and up, like, I loved how they allowed the, those moments to breathe of Sarah and her mom having real conversations. And Sarah wasn't super disrespectful. Like, she, she heard her mom. She understood her mom. But she still wanted to do her own thing. And she wanted her mom to understand, like, mom, I hear you. But I really, really, really loved this. And then I just I just loved that. And I loved the little add-ins that um, Madeline, like, oh my gosh, when she was eating the pie in the back of the kitchen and you could hear her say, oh, this pie. Uh. And then another scene when she was eating the, the burger, that is what I want to be when I grow up. That burger scene is going down as one of my favorites in Hallmark Cinema. I need to add, to add that to my list. I do have a favorite, I do have a list of favorite scenes in Hallmark Cinema. Right now, this is the third one. There are three. I'll probably talk, talk about them at a later date, but... That is one of the best scenes of life. Holly Robinson's Pete, Holly Robinson Pete's mouth full of a good burger. Her not being able to eat a burger in so long because she's probably dieting so that she can remain thin to be to be in Hollywood, which is other like that's just a little a little snippet of commentary on that. Like this movie was just really well done. Um, I gave it four crowns though because I don't see myself watching it again. And again, I, 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 wanted, I wanted there to be a little bit more with this movie. But by and large, this movie was was good. It was really, really good. And I, I totally see this as being a mother-daughter movie if you, that you guys can watch um, on like a Sunday, excuse me, a Sunday afternoon or a Tuesday afternoon. Like this, this movie was really, really good, you guys. Um, so we are going to take another micro break and then i'm gonna come back with your weekend watching guide stay tuned well friends thank you so much for listening to this episode of dear hallmark before i let you go though Let's get into this weekend watching guide for this weekend because we got we got some stuff to watch. These networks are bringing it. August hit and all of a sudden it's like cannonballs from every which way, which direction. <laughs> so let's start off with Saturday. Saturday at 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. On Hallmark Channel, we have Dating the Delaney's, which stars Rachel Boston. Paul Campbell and Karen Kruper. Also, simultaneously at 8 p.m. on Saturday, on Great American Family is a movie called Identical Love. I know not who's in it or what it's about. I think it's about a woman who dates twins. I'm that's gonna be interesting. But if you are someone who's into Great American Family and would rather watch that instead of the Rachel Boston Paul Campbell feature by all means have your tea and your devonshire cream now on sunday 
Our sis Rachel Boston has a double movie feature weekend. She has her movie on Saturday with Paul Campbell. She also has her movie on Sunday on Up TV, The Engagement Plot, starring Trevor Donovan and co-starring our girl, Jacqueline Collier. Now, I will be forthright and say that I had the privilege to see this movie already. And I can tell you, this is not your average um, rom-com. I'm just putting it out there. Do not have the expectation that this is going to be like every other up TV movie because it's not. I'm telling you this right now. That's all that I can say. It's it it's it's gonna leave you feeling stuff and wondering, but appreciate it. So but just don't go in thinking this is a flu a frou-frou fluffy movie because it isn't in, in any event. In fact, in in the in a Suspenders Unbuttoned live stream, uh, Brandon Clark, the director, and Trevor Donovan, they kind of named themselves the Rebels of Rom-Com. Um, they're wanting to bring something different to the space, and this is their first venture into doing that. So, I just, again, I just wanted to put that out there. Um, the engagement plot, that's coming on at 7 p.m. on Sunday. But, 3 p.m., on Sunday, hear me when I say if you had if you could not watch it and did not DVR it on Saturday at 6 p.m., here is your chance again to watch it or DVR it at 3 p.m. The Attraction Test, starring um, Tara Wilson and Andrew Dunbar. I'm I'm telling you, you need to watch this movie, folks. When I've when I've told them when I've like I put it on my Instagram stories, people have come back and told me, "Thank you, this movie was awesome. Oh, it was so good. Loved it." I'm telling you, you need to watch this movie. This is Up TV's best movie of 2022. I'm telling you, this is it right here. They need to start to make start the Up TV roster with these two right here. Okay, I'm I'm back. I just I just had a moment. Um. On Hallmark at 8 p.m. on Sunday, Chesapeake Shores, y'all. Episode 2 of Season 6 of Chesapeake Shores. And then at 9 p.m. on Hallmark Movies and Mysteries, we have Groundswell, which is a movie based off of a novel written by Food Network star Katie Lee Beagle that stars Lacey Chabert and Hector Rivera. For those of you who think Hector Rivera is new, he isn't. He was actually our leading man in Hallmark's 2021 Countdown to Christmas movie, Sugar Plum Twist. And I'm going to leave it there. Um, yes. Uh, now, this movie was premiered or screened, I should say, during Christmas Con Pasadena. So there are about 600 or 500 plus people who have seen the movie already. Um, and if you're one of those, let us know your thoughts in a voice message. There is a link in the show notes that will take you to a page where you are able to leave 60 seconds worth of your thoughts. And I can play it here on the podcast. So let me know what you thought at the screening if you were there about Groundswell. Um, cause we're going to be talking about it next week. We're going to be talking about 
uh, groundswell as well as dating the Delaney's. Let me know if you would like me to do a full review of the engagement plot. I didn't want to do a full review because I felt like I was going to spoil it because of the amount of thoughts that I've had I have towards the movie since I've seen it already. Um, so with that being said, Please be sure, if you haven't already, subscribe to the podcast. Don't be a guest. Become a family member. It's free. The door is open. You can hang your coat up. Take your shoes off. There's a place at the dining table with their name on it. And while you're here, leave a rating and a review so that other people can know what Dear Hallmark is hitting for. And while you're at it, there's a YouTube channel component to the podcast. The YouTube channel, you'll be able to watch my interviews with different Hallmark, GAC, and UpTV stars, as well as get my first impressions of movies. For both Romance and Style and The Journey Ahead, you get, literally, I recorded them right after I watched them. So you're getting my fresh, off the top of the dome thoughts about those movies. And be sure to follow Insta. I'm sorry, follow Dear Hallmark on Instagram and on Facebook. On Facebook, we have the wonderful opportunity of hosting a book club where we are reading the books that our favorite Hallmark movies have been based off of. And we had our first book club meeting last week and it was fantastic. Thank you to everyone who came out. Um, it was so good. And I'm so grateful for everyone for their encouragement and support in that effort. And I am pleased to announce that our next book club will take place October 20th. And our book that we're going to be reading is Autumn in the Vineyard. I thought it appropriate for us to read an autumn, uh, an autumn novel with a beautiful autumn movie. I'm going to put a link to the book and the book club group in the show notes. So be sure to check that out. And also follow Dear Hallmark on Instagram. Uh, like I said earlier, I put up a video of my reaction to watching the last seven minutes of Romance and Style. And there are some other fun videos and fun things that I put up on Instagram that you don't get on YouTube, that you don't see or hear in the podcast, and that you maybe not see, you might not be able to see on Facebook as well. So be sure to do that. Guys, I'm going to let you guys go. This is probably on record the longest non-interview episode that I've done but we've had so much to talk about these movies were so substantial and potent for content and then so much news happened last week it's like oh my word I had so many thoughts so thank you for allowing me this space and this time to just tell you what I think and how I feel about what's going on in our made for tv rom-com space I look forward to hearing your thoughts um reading your comments and just talking with you guys, whether it's on the podcast, Instagram, Facebook, or YouTube until next week, my friends. Ciao.